Thank you to our sponsors, MND Drilling out of Waller, Texas. Without your sponsorship, these episodes do not make it to the big time. Thank you to Kyle Golding and his beautiful podcast studio. Thank you to our special guest, Brett Willard. Thank you for having me on the show, sir. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. From law enforcement to his IVF journey with his wife, and they have a beautiful 19-month-old daughter, to his future endeavor and speak secular LLC. LLC. Yes, sir. And he also approves this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to stand. I won't be seated. Hold my head up high and stay undefeated If I need moments on this part Cause I'm American by the grace of my good God Brett Willer, yep. Norman Police Department detective, yes, right? Sir. That's Welcome right. to the show. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. This Absolutely. is awesome. This is great. Before we kick it off... There's a gift from oh, us excellent. to you, and there, there's a code as a discount okay. to our, uh, it's a lifelong discount to our website. So excellent. Like anything you want on the, sw- on the swag. So Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Very much. Thank you. So you talked about church being great yesterday. Yes. yes Would you like was. to bless our podcast before we get into your life? Yeah. Would that be all right? That'd be amazing. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, dear Jesus, thank you for us being able to get together here this morning, and uh, please watch over us that we have a good, safe uh, rest of the week, a great podcast, and just um, watch over the health and safety of all of our friends and family. In your holy name, amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Very nice. Thank very you. nice. Yeah, yeah. So how's your morning been so far? It's been good. Um, a little little busy. So we have a, uh, a 19th, almost almost 20 month old uh, yeah. baby uh, Lily so she's been a blast and uh you know that's our first child and only child and so that's been um, really a big adjustment uh minimal sleep uh <laughs> making sure nothing gets torn down in the house you know everything has to be attached to the wall essentially you know whether it's a dresser uh entertainment center or that kind of stuff but yeah couldn't be uh, more happy, um, very blessed. But yeah, so it's, um, you know, in between balancing sleep and, uh, you know, other activities that we have going on in, in life, you know, just as far as my wife and I and, mm-hmm. and daughter, it's uh, it's been good. But yeah, this morning, this morning was good. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of wife, how's the spousal unit? Uh, she's doing great. Yeah. She, uh, she loves going to work out. She works out over there at, at burn, um, okay. uh, fitness, uh, boot camp, And she's been doing that, um, really consistently, which is awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, um, hangs out with our, our daughter. Otherwise she's a full-time mom. Nice. And so, um, yeah, she's doing great. So burn boot camp. Burn boot. Have you camp. been? So there? I I have been. Okay. Um, I actually am a member there. I need okay. to start going a little bit more consistently. <laughs> um, she reminds me of that sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's a great workout. Um, typically, when I do go, I like to go in before work anyway. Um, that way, you know, you have it out of the way for the day. But uh, different kinds of workouts every day. Um, lots of cardio. Uh, you know, they'll of course do upper body or core. Or, uh, lower body on certain days and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but it's like a 50 minute workout. Um, great group of people, and uh, yeah, it's there in Norman. I think they have a few different locations okay. here, not only Oklahoma but around the country. But yeah, yeah it's a it's an awesome gym, and uh, 
I like it, and and she she likes it a lot too. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's good. Yeah, I'm gonna give a shout out to a great friend of mine, Josh Walker, yes, who a good friend of yours too, for and sure. he brought us together. So yes. thankful for him, and thankful for you, and the friendship that you guys have brought. Uh, Marga and myself. So yeah, thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. You're a detective, mm-hmm. Norman Police Department. That's right. Let's let's talk a little bit about this journey. Sure. So I'm going to back up a little bit just to high school, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting ready to pick out a college. I knew I wanted to go to college. I just wasn't quite certain yet on what it was that I wanted to do. Um, in my friend group that I had, uh, one of my buddies, his dad um, at the time worked for um, the Iowa uh, Division, Criminal Division, basically is what it is. It's the Iowa St- uh, Department of Public Safety. And so he had worked in that for several years, and that kind of you know sparked my interest just hearing the different stories and stuff of you know him being able to do um, work in different capacities, whether it was a trooper and investigations, just the different uh, opportunities that he had. So I spoke to him and, uh, you know, found out what college he went to and kind of how he pursued that career. And he went to Central Missouri State University. And so, you know, at the time, like I said, I kind of looked at a couple other universities as well and uh, really liked the idea of getting into law enforcement. So I also Checked out uh, Central Missouri State University, the mules is what they are, um, the mascot. And so I went down there, um, took a look at the campus, loved it. Uh, So I ended up going down there and uh, uh, was in school for three and a half years. Ended up getting my bachelor of science in uh, criminal justice Mm. and then minored in mass communications. And, uh, you know, after kind of slowly going, migrating south, I guess you could say, from Des Moines, Iowa, where I grew up at, or Urbandale, Iowa, a suburb, uh, down to Warrensburg, Missouri. After that, you know, it's kind of time to start finding, uh, finding a job <laughs> and putting my de- de- degree to work. Um, and so I saw that uh, Norman, Oklahoma was actually hiring. And I've, I've got an aunt and an uncle that I was uh, close to and mm. still am uh, to this day. Uh, my uncle actually passed away a couple of years ago, but my aunt still lives there in McAllister, and so I'm still really close with her. And uh, we traveled down to Oklahoma quite a bit as a kid um, just to visit and hang out. And so um, when I found out that Norman, Oklahoma was a possibility, that's something that I that I jumped on. And yeah. lo and behold, 18 and a half years later, um, here <laughs> I am. So, yeah, it's been Wow. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've been... At Norman Police Department for 18? A uh, little more than 18 and a half, yeah. Okay. Yep. So I started uh, the academy. It's At the time, I think it was 25 or 26 uh, weeks long. Mm. Um, but it was the Norman Police Academy. They host it there at the, at the police department at the range, actually, is where it's at. Um, so I was in that class, I think, with 15 or 16 other uh, okay. cadets. Yeah. Um, and then upon, you know, graduation from that, you know, of course you have to go into different, uh, it's field training. So mm-hmm. you have to work on different shifts with field training officers. Um, and then once you've gotten through all of that, um, then, you know, everybody has to start and patrol. Mm-hmm. And so after you've worked on patrol for, you know, a certain amount of time, um, then you're eligible to get into other units and stuff. So whether gotcha. that's wanting to get on to uh, the bike team or the SWAT team or move into something more permanent being like uh, the criminal investigations division, those things can come up after you've 
um, done your allotted amount of time in patrol, basically. Mm -hmm. So um, I did uh, six years in patrol and uh, loved it. It was great. Um, always did have an interest in getting into the criminal investigations division to be a detective. Mm -hmm. And so when that um, opportunity to board came up, um, I put in a memo and had the uh, opportunity, of course, to board. Um, I was hopeful, but didn't really know what to expect. Um, but uh, sure enough, I ended up making the cut and uh, became a detective. And I got to go to some pretty neat schools, just mm -hmm. interviews and interrogations and uh, just um, different, uh, you know, drug identification classes, just anything that would help um, your uh, I guess career while you're back mm. there, just looking into the different types of crimes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been great. I've been back there. So, um, started in 2005 did patrol for about six years. So I think I went back to investigations about 2012. Roughly okay. is, yeah. Yeah. So I've been back there, back there ever since. Yeah. But, uh, when you were doing patrol, what was your first assignment? So, um, I was assigned to day shift, okay, and uh, so I was on the the west side of of Norman, basically. Um, and uh, I think at the time, actually, we were on eight hour shifts, and so I can't remember, you know, to this day what my days off were. It was I was a rookie, so yeah. they were probably like you know a Tuesday and a Wednesday or something like that. Um, but we've since switched uh, years back to a, a ten hour shift, which is great. Um, and I say that because. I did some time on day shift and then eventually went to night shift and, you know, working with just two days off on, on nights, any job that's going to take some adjustment to get used to just yeah. with the sleep schedule. So that third day when that finally passed, you know, going from an eight hour day to a 10 hour day and having three days off, that was a blessing. I think for everybody, you know, mm -hmm. just more family time, whether you're on days, afternoons or nights, but then the real big perk, obviously, on nights is you get another night of sleep and just um, trying to get everything acclimated and, yeah. and back to getting your your body right back to the right state, I guess, as you could call gotcha. it. Gotcha. So, you have any crazy stories on when you were doing patrol in your first six years? And, for example, uh, Chief Gibson from mm -hmm. Moore, yep. he talked about biting a naked man on one of his first <laughs> yeah, <laughs> patrols. Yeah. Um, let me think here. I, speaking of chief, chief Gibson, uh, great person. I had the pleasure of being able to work with him, mm -hmm. um, at the Norman police department. He was actually, uh, my Lieutenant at one time and then a captain, uh, at another time. Um, that's the thing thinking about that's, that's one of the things that I, I do miss about patrol is, um, you know, there's always something, something new, you know, a, a different experience every day, but, uh, I really enjoyed getting out and talking to, you know, the people, um, just having, uh, you didn't know what to expect essentially. Mm -hmm. So where I'm at now in criminal investigations, um, you know, obviously we get new cases and stuff that come in from patrol that they take. Uh, but tomorrow when I go in, I know what I need to work on. I know what cases I need to follow yeah. up on and that kind of stuff. Um, so I will say that I do kind of miss that, uh, side of patrol but looking back at it um there's been just so many different um experiences uh, that i've had i um just 
in patrol that I wouldn't have otherwise, you know, ever imagined, you know, mm-hmm. seeing that in normal life. Um, I'm trying to think, um, you know, went to, um, a vandalism, I think, uh, one time that, uh, there was, it was essentially a, a prank call, but unfortunately the, the person, uh, got convinced to, um, throw a fire hydrant through the window, uh, to break it. And that was gonna, um, help, you know, prevent, I guess, any further harm from the person that was, you know, making a threat, I guess, happen. And so you just see strange, wow. strange things. Yeah. Um, all the time and it was it was uh it kept it interesting um definitely a lot of good you know workers that are mm. there at the police department that I made great friendships with and yeah. that kind of stuff but it's uh yeah there's it's nothing's nothing seemed to be a, a normal day i guess you yeah. could say so did so did you pull people over for speeding yeah yep so um pulled uh individuals over for speeding when i was in patrol i was also part of a uh offender registration enforcement and so we as part of that team um we were tasked by detectives i guess to uh you know if we had to make sure that individuals were in compliance for example but i have a really good friend that's uh, i went through the academy with and he was on the swat team mm. and so um that kind of sparked my interest while i was in patrol to move into a, a different aspect um, I guess of, of doing work, but yeah, on the day-to-day work, um, you know, answer calls. So disturbances, um, and again, it kind of depends on what shift you're on, but daytime, um, you know, did a lot of disturbances, larceny reports, mm. of course did traffic, um, traffic accidents, alarm calls. Yeah. Um, we'd get a lot of those in the mornings, uh, just when businesses are starting to open business, you know, unfortunately get some of those faulty alarms and that kind of stuff. Um, and then you'd have some legit ones too, where someone actually broke in and that kind of stuff. Um, and then as you get into evenings and nights, you know, the activity changes mm-hmm. a little bit, just, um, you know, more individuals, I guess, probably, uh, start consuming alcohol, you know, later yeah. at night. And so we'd get some of those, you know, kinds of calls and then, uh, um, loud parties and that kind of yeah. stuff. So it just, yeah. it all, it all varies. It just kind of, uh, depends on what, what shift you're on, the, the yeah. type of calls you're going to get, but you can pretty much expect it seemed like anywhere from seven to, to 20 calls a day, <laughs> like for each officer, yeah. which stayed, stayed pretty busy for sure. Where would be the top three, I guess, reasons why people speed or excuses that they give you? Crazy, crazy um, ones. I think once I, uh, an individual ran a stop sign and uh, the reason that they gave is because their dog jumped out of the back seat onto the front seat onto their lap. And so they went through the, the mm. stop sign. <laughs> um, you know, obviously running late for work. Uh, hear that a lot as far as individuals trying to get trying to get to work or yeah. uh something like that um and then the other one i guess probably just moving with the flow of traffic you know if everyone else is you know going maybe five or ten miles an hour then that might uh you know just get caught in that flow of it there but um again you know obviously there's discretion and that kind of thing so yeah. um you know take that into consideration and you know as long as people are doing things safely and that kind of stuff Mm. then you know there's always room for 
for discretion and that kind of stuff. So. Speaking of discretion, you talked about the the animal, the dog jumping into the front seat. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered: is there not a law that says, "Hey, if you got a pet, <laughs> man, there's no reason why you should be cruising right. with a pet, looking at your cell phone, putting on makeup"? Right. I mean, I, I just don't understand. So, please tell me. Uh, as far as like a actual pet being, you know, confined, you know, strapped into a seat or yeah. a kennel or anything like that, I'm. I'm not, that's not something that I've personally enforced. (laughs) I can tell you though, that, you know, there's failure to devote full time and attention. So Mm. if someone is driving down the street and, you know, they're more focused about something going on in the backseat, whether that's the dog or, you know, reaching for their cell phone or something like that, then that's, you know, a a statute or an ordinance, I guess I should say, that Mm. would kind of cover that, that type (laughs) of thing to hopefully help prevent those types of situations. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I see it quite a bit. Yeah. You know, just people cruising, I mean, on the highway. Yeah. 70 miles an hour with their dog <laughs> in their lap or right, right there on yeah. the armrest. Well, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've seen that a, a few times as well. It's um, definitely, um, yeah. Fail, failure to, to, vo- to devote full time mm-hmm. attention, I think, is, is probably if you're, if there is going to be a violation and that is actually truly happening, sure. then that would probably be the case. The most suiting, I guess. Yeah. So, so no SWAT team for you or were you on the SWAT team? So I was on the SWAT team. I was on the SWAT team for a little more than 13 years. Um, so I, uh, I got on that uh, when I was still in patrol mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's part-time. All the teams at the Norman police department are part-time. So what I mean by that is, um, whether you're a patrol officer and you're on the SWAT team or you are a detective and you're on the SWAT team, um, that's just your your sole responsibility or your primary responsibility, sh- I should say, would be either patrol or detective. And then if you get a call out, then you would respond to the SWAT call out. Mm-hmm. Um, those units, uh, for example, the SWAT team trains a couple days a month, have to meet certain standards and that kind of thing, certain criteria. Uh, that they have to to meet throughout the throughout the year, um, but basically uh, when I was on it, uh, the majority of my career I was in investigations, and mm-hmm. so you know I may be working my regular day, um, you know, and then two o'clock in the afternoon we get a SWAT call out, so I'll have to drop what I'm doing and then go gear up and respond to that. Um, but the same thing goes for, you know, it's. Christmas or it's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and you have the day off in your home, you can also get activated then too. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, it's a 24 seven, um, you know, on call kind of thing. So, yeah. um, I will say that I, I got off of that just before, uh, my wife and I uh, had our daughter. Mm. Um, so that's been nice. Just kind of a little bit of a relief knowing sure. that, uh, not going to have to worry about that so much as far as my phone. So, I think I have gotten a little bit better sleep at night, you know, not yeah. waiting for that little ding, you know, to go off at right. two or three, the text message in the morning to get up and go, uh, yeah. go do that. But yeah, that was, that was probably one of my, uh, favorite things actually experiences as far as working at the police department, just that team camaraderie and mm-hmm. in high school, you know, grew up playing sports and, um, you know, obviously moved on, went to college and got the job and everything. Yeah. But, uh, I really miss that team aspect and it was just great working with like-minded individuals that also, you know, the same mission wanting sure. to resolve the situation peacefully. Right. So. Yeah. 
Did you ever knock down doors? We did. Nice. Yeah, How'd yeah. that feel? With the adrenaline rush or what? Um, you know, it's uh, you, you always obviously want to do it do it safely, and sure. so um, there's a lot of planning that goes into mm-hmm. it and everything else. Uh, so you know, anytime um, that we did, I, I think the the vast majority of the call outs that we had um, were probably pre-planned. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, it, you know, that you're going to do a warrant. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's preparation that needs to be done for that and that kind of yeah. stuff. And then there's the other call outs that, you know, weren't expected where if it's a hostage situation or, you know, kidnapping, whatever the case may be. Um, and the individuals either, you know, confined in a residence or in a vehicle, then, you know, that takes a little bit different planning mm-hmm. um beforehand but yeah there were some uh search warrants you know where having to force in the door after no answer or a no knock search warrant something like that mm-hmm. um but yeah for the most part it was uh now what they do is um just like the the knock yeah and announce kind of search warrant yeah. so yeah did you uh do any hostage negotiations uh i did not um uh several of my my friends, you know, that I have on the police department, though, uh, yeah, are negotiate or either were negotiators or still are negotiators. Mm-hmm. Um, they, of course, uh, go to different schooling for that and stuff. I think the FBI is probably the leading yeah. um, agency on that as far as putting on schools and training and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always thought it was interesting, you know, just hearing them talk and um you know, just the things that they can work out and, and a peaceful resolution is that's going to sure. be the, the ultimate goal. Um, but, uh, it's just those, those guys and gals are skilled and, um, just really appreciate what they do as well. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, get everything done safely. So. Yeah. Yeah. You, you said earlier you, you started training as a cadet or you went to cadet the academy in the on the range mm-hmm. what's your favorite gun to shoot uh really a fan of the glocks yeah uh, glock uh 22s uh at the time uh-huh. um but uh it's a 40 caliber I'm, i love it it's an easy gun to shoot uh, yeah. a smooth transition um you know at the time as well um uh, you know shotguns uh grew up as a pheasant hunter mm. and, and that kind of stuff so that that kind of yeah. came pretty pretty naturally but like the you know the rifles that we train with um definitely less recoil and yeah. a little bit more forgiving on your shoulder and stuff like that than <laughs> a, a 12 gauge might be anyway so. yeah yeah as a detective is it mentally draining at work when you have to investigate certain crimes and things that you hear or and see yeah i mean uh it, there's times that where it can definitely be taxing and hits home. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it, we're, we're meeting individuals, unfortunately, on probably the worst day of their life. Um, and so, you know, whether that's uh, a death notification that we're doing to someone or child abuse uh, or an assault, you know, you're, you're talking to these individuals on probably, like I said, one of the lowest days of their life. And so... Um, you know, it's something that you need to, you need to take seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard not time to, at times to, you know, go home and not still have that a little bit in the back of your mind. But, uh, um, so that, that took some time just, I think, 
you know, from the time you're in, you see that in patrol too. Mm. Um, so whether it's patrol or investigations, um, you know, I got into it cause I wanted to, to help people. Um, and so I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing is just, you need to have a, a hobby or some sort of stress relief outside of work. And mm-hmm. so, um, when I'm not working, um, whether I'm hunting or fishing, uh, or we love going up to the zoo and it's nice weather, you know, with the family, mm-hmm. just pretty much doing anything that's not law enforcement related yeah. is, is a good stress reliever. Yeah. That's well, what I was going to ask is how do you deal with certain situations when you're feeling close to being overwhelmed or stressed? Sure, yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah, I think it's just getting into a, a good, good hobby and, uh, um, you know, taking your mind off the situation. I love my family, love to spend time with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm real close to my, my parents, my yeah. sisters, aunts, uncles. And so that's, that's nice too, to be able to, you know, touch base with them and, mm-hmm. and talk to them. And, um, you know, my wife of course is, you know, very supportive and yeah. also, uh, uh, great, um, person to, to kind of help relieve some of that stress as well, as mm-hmm. far as being able to talk things out or whatever yeah yeah and your wife is an amazing person and i feel like your religious foundation is super solid and you have a great group of friends that you can talk to about anything yeah yes for sure and that's what i definitely do feel blessed i know that yeah um gave a shout out earlier to josh walker great Mm -hmm. great person both him and karen Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah great great family but it's awesome having uh close-knit friends like that, uh, yeah. you know, going through life. With. Yeah. So yeah, definitely fortunate for that. Speaking of going through life, I mean, th- you and your wife went through a uh, pretty uh, long period where you're trying to conceive a, a baby. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, uh, we got married in 2009 and uh, I'm, 41 now about to be 42 so we waited obviously kind of or not waited intentionally necessarily but ended up uh having our our daughter later into our adult years um but uh yeah it was a it was it was a long journey uh about seven years um to be able to start a family um it was a lot of couldn't have done it without um you know all the the prayer and the the close friends and the support that we had you know, whether that was, you know, our family or, you know, friends at church or even friends at work, even, um, definitely, uh, all the prayer helped out quite a bit, but we did have quite a journey, um, going to, uh, you know, just going through IVF and, uh, going through, uh, off or I guess doctors, um, here in Oklahoma. And then ultimately, uh, uh, decided to make the jump and uh, went to Colorado out there and uh, um, just prayed about it and, you know, planned for it and everything ended up working out, uh, you know, in God's plan and financially. And obviously we have our, you know, the the biggest thing uh, blessed with our, our child. And so mm. um, it was definitely mentally pretty mentally draining just a lot uh, a lot to go through but you know looking back now you know couldn't be happier with the uh with the outcome and everything but it was it was a long process for sure mm-hmm. how did that strengthen your relationship with your wife 
Yeah. So, um, it, uh, you know, we went through a lot of, a lot of highs and lows together. Um, you know, just whether you found out that you were possibly, you know, that she was possibly pregnant or it didn't work. Um, it was hard to, cause of course you want to get your, your hopes up. I mean, uh, just waiting to hear, you know, if, if, uh, if they're pregnant or not, but, uh, you know, when it didn't work, that was definitely disheartening. And there was, you know, a couple down days where, um, you know, didn't want to get out and do a whole lot, you know, much else just kind of wanted to, um, you know, move the process on quicker. Um, but, uh, but then there was also, you know, some, some great things that came out of it just obviously strengthened my faith. I know that, um, just being able to, um, know that it, it wasn't in my hands as it when it's in God's hands. And if that's what was supposed to happen and that's what would happen. And, uh, you know, sure enough, the, the journey was long, but, um, I feel like I'm better because of it. I feel like my wife's better because of it. And now we have a, a fantastic family, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, what was it like in, you said Denver or somewhere yeah, in Colorado? Yeah, so we went out to, uh, I think it's actually in Lone Tree. It's a uh, CCRM, I think okay. is the name of it. Um, they are a, a nationally recognized, I guess, for their expertise in, mm. in IVF. And so we had known that um, from the beginning, just it wasn't really an option for us financially. And so, you know, we chose to go the route here, which yeah. um, did that. And, uh, you know, after just uh, doctors were great here, everything was great, just, you know, felt like maybe it's time, you know, just like anybody would for something medically to, to get mm -hmm. a second opinion. And so tried the, uh, the new doctor out there, um, in, uh, Colorado, Dr. Schoolcraft and heard nothing but amazing things about him and ended up uh, getting him as our primary doctor. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, they made the process super easy, went out there, um, I think a few different times, but, uh, great at communication as far as where you're at in the process. Cause you know, you, you have to, it's not just, uh, there's obviously shots and injections and stuff mm. that you have to, to do, um, for that. And so, um, they just made the process really easy and, uh, yeah, it, uh, it worked out, worked out, uh, I mean, I think the best that it could. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, shout out to you and your wife. Um, when we met you guys back in July mm -hmm. and cause my, my wife, Margaret and I are going through the same thing. And you personally would text me and just check on me and just see how I'm doing, how am I mentally, you know, and those things mean a lot. Yeah. And, you. uh, they meant a lot to Margie. Yeah. And so I just want to let you guys know, man, we, yeah, man. we appreciate you. you. Absolutely. Yeah. For doing that. Yeah. I'm not trying to get all sentimental, but that helped us out a lot. Yeah. In this journey. For sure. Well, and I'm, yeah. It's it's funny how things work out. I'm glad that <laughs> our paths ended up crossing and that we were yeah. able to meet and um, become friends and yeah. uh, look forward to the future relationships. So, oh, absolutely, yeah, that's man. Awesome. That that's so awesome. And yeah, I just thankful. Yes. Right. Just always thankful and grateful for uh, what we have. So yes, sir. Thank you so much. Me yeah. as well. So thank you guys. Absolutely. So you went from patrol SWAT now detective, and you you've got a 19 month old sitting at home and your <laughs> wife's a full-time mom 
What's next for you? So, um, in uh, in law enforcement, in the in the city, um, or excuse me, the pension plan that mm-hmm. we're currently in, uh, you, you're eligible to re- retire at 20 years. So for me, that'll be coming up in 2025, <laughs> which is hard to believe. Another year and a half here. Wow. Yeah, which is which is awesome to think about. Um, but you know, at the same time, I'd, I'd mentioned, uh, you know, my wife and I did have a child a little bit later, mm-hmm. later in life. And so, um, since I am kind of getting to that ending point, as far as being eligible for retirement, if that is something I decide to do at 20 years, um, I, I definitely started thinking that, you know, with having such a young daughter at home, uh, that I would really like to do um, something uh, from home, if mm. I could, like to be able to work from home yeah. and uh, spend more time with uh, my wife, my daughter, you know, just family, just be able to travel and do that kind of stuff. So I was definitely trying to think of something um, that had some flexibility. Mm. And so um, while my wife and I were, you know, talking about some of these different options, um, I'd uh, got my bachelor of science in criminal justice, but I also got a minor in mass communication. And doing that, um, had the opportunity in college, you know, to do some voiceovers and um, just different commercials and that kind of stuff, um, just, you know, through schooling or whatever. Um, and that, that I, I really enjoyed doing that. I looked mm-hmm. forward to those classes. That was fun training. I mean, I, I really liked, liked to do that. So I, uh, slowly kind of got back into uh got my feet wet i guess you could say my my wife and i getting into doing some of the voiceover stuff so you know got a different microphone um you know my my equipment's probably well not probably it is very basic equipment but set up a little a small studio just um in our closet essentially is what it is um and started doing some of the voiceover stuff with that um which it's kind of funny because that kind of segued into uh, me looking at, you know, all kinds of different YouTube videos and doing research and that kind of stuff. I say that all to say that I landed on being able to create an online course and I wanted to be able to teach others how to create an online course and how to host it on their own WordPress website. Wow. And so um, through all that, Spectacular LLC came about. Uh, that my wife and I own and uh, in the process of wrapping, you know, all that up to where we can fully launch our website and go live, uh, hopefully February 1st. That's the plan. It's a kind of crunch time this year. Okay. Yeah. It's crunch time right now, just getting everything wrapped up, but uh, like to go live then. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Um, I, uh, you know, the idea behind it is, um, you know, to teach other individuals that even if they wouldn't consider themselves tech savvy, that they're mm-hmm. capable of doing this as well. They don't have to rely solely on a one online course platform. You know, if, if uh, rules or regulations to change, um, they're not subject to that. They would have more control yeah. over their content. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Speaktacular. Speaktacular LLC. Yes, sir. Okay. And what's the website? Uh, SpectacularLLC.com. Okay. Yes, sir. Man. Yeah. That is awesome. So collaborating together with your wife and yeah. making this thing work. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been an exciting uh, journey. I will say that uh, I definitely thought that um, 
it was going to be a, a lot easier than what I've found out. <laughs> um, however, that's gone in to my benefit because I've really been able to literally show things step mm-hmm. by step um, as far as how to create, you know, the course or the website or make certain adjustments to it and that kind of stuff. So um, I think I got into it a little naive, not knowing exactly what everything, you know, entailed. But after I really... Uh, my wife and I dug into it, mm-hmm. um, found out, you know, all the intricate details that you need to know, I think, uh, or that we should be able to teach others as far as being able to, to do it themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a fun, fun journey. I'll definitely be ready. Um, I think both of us will definitely be ready to, to get that launched here soon. So yeah, check it out. Yeah, for sure. Man, if you're in my chair, what would you ask? yourself uh let's see here um i think we've covered a lot of a lot of good stuff today i talked about uh you know kind of where i'm at now i'm um i think right now um i would like to know exactly what a year and a half looks like from now obviously you know just and i sitting in the chair of being a new entrepreneur i'd like Mm -hmm. to know what the future holds essentially i think that's going to be an interesting interesting journey um Mm -hmm. with that so um i think just looking forward to to what's what's to come is all i could really you know further say in addition to that um and just uh you know my wife and i will be praying about it and just hoping for the best on everything but uh just kind of excited about Mm -hmm. you know the potential opportunities to come i guess yeah what are a couple of questions you wish people would ask you, but no one ever asked? Oh, let's see here. Just in general about... Uh, Just anything okay. that you wish people would actually ask, but no one does. Okay. Um, so a lot of times, um, well, we love our church. I'll just start there. Um, love our church. I think it's a great group of uh, individuals. We, uh, we chose that church uh, just kind of... Um, started with a core core group of like-minded individuals mm-hmm. that wanted to teach um, the word from the Bible. Um, and so uh, directly from the Bible as far as reading it and then breaking down the passages and stuff like that. And so that was an exciting journey as far as um, being able to be a part of the original, you know, I guess, found, founding, uh, I guess, member. Anyway, mm-hmm. I guess you could call it that. Um, so that's why we really enjoy the church anyway, as far as if someone asked us why, why we like it, then, you know, I think it's a, a great group of individuals and, uh, you know, just truly hearing the word. Um, as far as uh, work, um, like I'm, I'm glad that I got into law enforcement. Um, I've enjoyed being able to help people. Um, there's obviously different opportunities for someone, uh, you know, anyone actually, if, if they want to get into law enforcement, whether that's, uh, you know, working for a municipality or a sheriff's department, a state department or mm-hmm. federally. Um, but I am glad the route that I, I chose to, to take just because I have been able to stay local. I haven't, uh, you know, had to move or anything yeah. like that as far as that's concerned. So I'm, I'm happy that I did choose that route. Um, I don't think I, there's not really any regrets. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's about it. Yeah. So, 
What does it mean to be an American? Uh, it's, uh, it's, so a lot of my friends, um, it's, it's fantastic for starters, but a lot of my friends, uh, want to give a shout out to them that, that are in the military that I work with. Um, you know, they have to leave, uh, you know, take a leave of absence basically from work if they're getting deployed, um, to go, you know, do the work that they're, they're specialized in. But, um, really am thankful for the freedoms that we have mm -hmm. because of those individuals that have sacrificed their life and some of them, or I'm sorry, sacrificed their time and some of them gave the, uh, the ultimate sacrifice of their life. But um, for our freedoms, and I really do, um, can't express enough appreciation for that. And then just hearing, um, you know, some of their experiences that they've had, just that how fortunate we are um, to have, um, you know, the opportunities that we're allowed here mm -hmm. in America. Yeah, I'll thank them for their service on behalf of us, yeah, please. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. What does it mean to be a dad? It's awesome. It's uh, um, it's it's an amazing love. Basically, it's it's uh, and it's all the small things too. You know, it's didn't even ever think about it really because I didn't know what to expect. Never having been a dad, but. You know, you go into her room in the morning and, you know, there's nothing like seeing your child, you know, jumping up and down, mm. holding on to the crib, ready to um, have you pick him up. And so it's, I love it. Um, and that's part of the reason why I'd like to be able to be at, at home more, you know, here in the near future after things do wrap up, um, you know, potentially at the police department. But um, yeah, family time, family's everything to me. And um, my wife and that would be be great to be able to spend more time with with them and my daughter at, at home so it's yeah. being a dad's great i love That's it awesome man. yeah yep more time at press and plow in the mornings oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah and i think they actually put in a new one actually closer to uh, uh my office down there on Lindsay street i'm not sure if it's open yet or not but i saw yeah. that they were putting in a second press and plow there in yeah Lincoln, so. by uh it's closer to campus yeah yeah yeah, yeah right there by campus so yeah yeah, man. We'll have to go check that one out. Yeah, um, I'm get in. Some, get some coffee and some breakfast. That'd be good. So maybe get a uh, Chief Tarver from OUPD to oh, join yeah. us. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Does pineapple belong on pizza? You know, I never used to think it did, and when I heard that for the first time, um, <laughs> uh, when you said that, I. My cousin, actually, um, Georgia, she had, uh, we were eating or taking orders for pizza one night and yeah. she, you know, they were asking everybody what they wanted. She wanted pineapple. I'm thinking, what the heck? Like, what? That sounds disgusting. <laughs> like, who would want that on their pizza? But uh, actually, you know what? It's pretty good. And uh, I've since started ordering that, you know, pineapple and Canadian bacon. That's a good combination. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think pineapple does belong on pizza to answer your question. <laughs> oh man. That's what about good. you? Are you a fan of? No, 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 it, it doesn't belong <laughs> on pizza. It belongs just in a bowl of fruit by itself. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I don't think Kyle, he, he's not a big pineapple and pizza nope. guy either. Nope. Oh God. Yeah. All right. I guess so. it's an acquired taste then maybe. <laughs> So my wife likes it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My wife's a big fan of it too. <laughs> she likes it. So it's good stuff. If you were to write a book about yourself, what would the title of that book be? 
Hmm. Well, I'll, uh, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, when my wife and I were going through, uh, infertility, um, I had prayed for patience and, um, I thought by doing so, you know, in my mind anyway, that that would mean that things would be easier and come along quicker and all that stuff. Well, probably quite the opposite happened. It seemed like, um, you know, time seemed to drag on, go a little bit longer and that kind of stuff. But that's definitely taught me, um, you know, uh, just to rely on God more for those things. But uh, I think that the title probably would be patience and I could segue into to why I've chose that and uh, how patience has kind of helped me anyway as far as um with starting a family and just you know even making decisions and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff so patience patience huh? yeah well let's flip that i don't know if you have any enemies but let's just say you did what would the title of their book be about you oh let's see here oh That's a good question. The title that they would have about a book about me, assuming that they didn't like me yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I don't know if it's necessarily a, a dislike if someone else would have that or not, but I sometimes tend to be a perfectionist and mm. so um that i think is one of my personal downfalls so if someone else saw that as far as me maybe taking a little bit longer to complete something or um you know to accomplish a task that's probably due to the perfectionist side of me wanting it to be absolutely perfect before um it's delivered for example this website um mm. and online course been working on it for much longer than I anticipated. Um, but I also want to be able to put out a great product. And so I think that's kind of what one of the big things on perfection is probably slowed that down a little bit. But like I said, I think in the end, it'll probably be worth it. Yeah. So perfectionist would be the title of their book. <laughs> <laughs> Patience and perfectionist. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self? Um, Probably to uh, not be afraid to try new things, just mm. to uh, put yourself out there. Um, I think that a lot of times, uh, you know, we have different leaders and that kind of stuff, leaders and leaderships, and you don't even necessarily have to be, you know, per se a, a lieutenant or, mm. um, you know, a manager, a CEO or whatever. I think individuals can still lead by example even if that is if they're in the regular ranks yeah and so um i think just uh maybe learning that a little earlier on that even though you know i'm i'm not in uh you know supervisor position um I, you know i do have a expertise in this field here so yeah i think just probably being more open to teaching people about that uh, earlier on yeah i think so Maybe you should write a book called Leadership Without Titles. Yeah. <laughs> be good. Yeah. I think it'd be a really uh, interesting read. Yeah. Especially yeah. coming from you and your background. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give a young man or woman that wants to get into law enforcement? Um, 
I would say that, uh, you know, even though I went to college, which uh, I got my degree in criminal justice, very glad I did that. Um, don't regret that at all. But I will say that I think some of the best cops that we have um, are, and we have great cops too that, that do have a degree in criminal justice. But I think life experience is the biggest thing that anybody can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So even if you are thinking about getting a degree, or I'm sorry, pursuing a career in law enforcement, it's not essential that you, in my opinion anyway, get a degree and lock yourself into criminal justice. That's all I'm doing. That's it. Mm -hmm. If you get a business degree, we have plenty of people at the police department that have business degrees, marketing degree, you know, you name it. Uh, we probably have someone there that works in that. So I would say just um, not boxing yourself in um, as far as uh, if, if law enforcement's what, what you want to do, that's great. But um, if you're interested in school and college and that's what you want to do, that's great too. Don't box yourself in as far as a degree for that. Yeah. If you decide that you know military or something else is a route for you as well, I'd say the same thing there. Um, you know, try to get into a different field and just broaden your scope of expertise yeah. on, on everything rather than just fine tuning on law enforcement and that's it. So. Gotcha. You have a favorite college football team? Uh, I like the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So my wife's been trying to convert me to be a OU Sooners fan over the <laughs> over the years. I I do like the Sooners, but I love the Hawkeyes. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're probably my uh, my favorite team out there anyway. Speaking of the Hawkeyes, I watched them in the Big Ten Championship against Michigan. Yeah. I was bored out of my mind, yeah, man. I know that was unfortunately that was that was a disappointing <laughs> game. You're not, the on, only, you're not the only one that I've heard that from. Okay, because so. I watched. I was like, yeah, who? Who, I mean, I right. don't, I'm trying to understand. Right. Yeah. No, you're, you're not the only one that I've heard that from. That was, that was, an, that was upsetting to say the least for sure. So, um, yeah, that, uh, that wasn't a, that wasn't a fun game. Yeah. Well, OU football fans, I hope you convert and are truly into it because this next year oh, yeah. for the rest of its life, well, foreseeable future is going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And I am looking forward to that just yeah. with them being in the SEC and uh, I think that's going to be. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, definitely um, be a lot of competition, obviously, but um, I think that that's only going to make them better as well. You know, So yeah. I think not only the players, but the great organization and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think when you surround yourself with that kind of company, you're, sure. you're going to become a, a better team and a yeah. better organization with everything. So Bold predictions for Iowa Hawkeyes next year football. <laughs> 13 game schedule where they go. Oh, or 12 game schedule, I don't know. Let's see here. I think they uh I'm not sure how their coaching staff is actually looking at the moment just because of a few changes that they're making and mm. I, I know that anytime that happens that can uh it either goes one way or the other, mm -hmm. rarely does it stay the same. So <laughs> they could have a stellar uh season next year and what go maybe I'm gonna say eleven and two. Wow. Yeah, we'll see. We're gonna visit this podcast <laughs> in about. Yeah. Well, I don't can, quote me on that. Can you edit this part here too? No, or? this this okay. is uneditable. Okay. We can't do it. All right. That's the good side. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, we'll say five and seven. Or excuse me, five and eight. Five and eight. Yeah. 
So we're going to revisit this segment in November. All right. It might be October. It might be O and eight by then. So you never know. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll put this on the back burner for a little bit. We'll let it simmer and we'll see how things shake up. And so, I like it, man. Yeah. I got a couple more questions. I'm kind yeah. of saving the time. So, what are you most proud of? Um. Well, I when when you say that, the first thing that comes to my mind is. My family. I love my family. I love my immediate. I love my wife, my daughter, my parents, my sisters. Um, I just feel like, um, you know, we've we grew up close. We've remained close, and I'm just proud that we've been able to, you know, even though I can't stop by at their house, you know, on a you know later today. They all live in Iowa still, mm-hmm. but we still are intentional. Um, you know, even if it's not necessarily phone calls, but texts and um, even getting up there to visit actually quite a bit. Um, so I'm, I'm proud that we're able to sustain and maintain a, a great relationship like yeah. that. Uh, my parents also, um, when my daughter was born, um, said that they wanted to see every month. Which I was like, that's that's awesome because they're also in Des Moines. But um, sure enough, I I think literally for the past uh, nineteen coming up on twenty months, they've gotten to see her, our daughter at least once a month. Now whether wow. that's them coming down to Norman, Oklahoma, or my wife and I and uh, child going up to uh, you know Urbandale, Iowa, or even meeting in uh, Branson, we love to spend time in in Branson going down there. Um, but yeah, that's that's been really awesome. Just that they've been able to see her that much and then just the relationships that we continue to, to have in our family. I'm proud of that. So, yeah. What's your favorite home cooked meal? Chicken pot pie. My mom makes an Mm. awesome chicken pot pie. Um, and actually she was asking about that, uh, turn 42, uh, next month. Okay. And so she was asking about dessert. She also makes an awesome key lime pie. Wow. Um, which I'm looking forward to, to having for, for my birthday. But um, my wife uh, makes really good corn casserole. Okay. It's a secret. Well, I don't know if it's a secret <laughs> recipe, but it's a recipe that, um, you know, my mom, of course, would always make uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so my wife got the ingredient, you know, the recipe from her in any way she makes it. And it's a good side dish anyway yeah. to have with a meal, with an actual you know, full-blown meal, I yeah. guess, but yeah, it's good. How do you want to be remembered? Um, I want to be remembered um, as being a, a good dad, um, a good husband, uh, and a disciple. Um, that's something that's really been uh, forefront in my mind in the last couple of years, years here is just, uh, you know, not only are we responsible for, you know, loving on people and that kind of stuff, but also sharing the word. And even if that is tough to do, um, you're going to find yourself uncomfortable doing it and that kind of stuff. But um, it's what we're asked to do. And so I, I would love to be remembered by those three things with uh, Yeah. would be great. Yes. I love it, man. Yeah. So this is an election year. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into politics. However, my next question is, Brett Willer, do you approve this podcast? <laughs> I do approve this podcast. Thank you so much. It's I been, love it. It's been awesome. Thank you for 
having me on the show here today. I really appreciate uh, what you're doing. I think it's fantastic and keep on rocking and rolling. So I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yes, it. Kyle, do you approve this podcast? Of course. My name is Wong Lamp, and I definitely approve this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate yeah. it. That was awesome. I'm going to stand. I won't be seated. Hold my head up high and stay undefeated Divine moments on this part Cause I'm American by the grace of my good God I'm American by the grace of my good God I'm American by the grace of my